I think we all have favorite readings from Scripture, uh, ones that we really, really like, and I have to say that this is not one of those for me. We heard some pretty challenging words from Jesus today in the Gospel. Go and sell all that we have, give the money to poor, and follow him. He also said it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. And I don't know that any of us necessarily think that we are rich, but in the grand scheme of things worldwide, certainly, we're relatively affluent, and I expect that most of us have more possessions than we really need. So this lesson from Jesus has troubled people for a long time, and so there's many thoughts from scriptural scholars and theologians that have studied this and tried to understand what Jesus meant, and more importantly, how we apply it in our daily lives. Here are some of their thoughts. And this first one I've heard before, I suspect you have also. There's one theory is that there was this gate through the wall of Jerusalem that was very narrow, and for the camels to get through it, they had to unload the packs off the camels' backs. The camels would walk through, and then they'd reload them. So certainly it wasn't impossible, but it was a lot of work. Uh, one I just learned when I was studying this recently is that in Aramaic, the word for rope is very similar to camel, and Jesus was really saying it's harder to thread a rope through the eye of a needle than to get into heaven. Of course, eyes of a needle are very, very small, and it would be impossible to get rope through that also. Either way, a challenge. One that I like is that, and we see it other places, but Jesus was prone to making exaggerating statements to get the attention of those listening. For instance, in Matthew's Gospel, why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye and not see the post of your own, in your own? One of our sons is rebuilding his fence. I recently helped him unload all these big heavy posts and clearly nobody could have a post like that in their eye. And in Jesus' time, it was thought that the reason people were rich was because they were favored by God. Kind of like the prosperity gospel you hear preached by some American evangelical churches and I think that must have been part of what, we heard a couple times that the disciples were astonished about what Jesus was saying, because again, what he was saying was against sort of the common wisdom. And remember, of course, uh, well, of course, we don't believe that, that God rewards those uh, who are good with wealth or conversely punishes the poor. And remember that Jesus said, blessed are the poor. Ultimately though, Jesus loved all. And probably he's just saying that if you're rich, it's harder to follow him closely. But that's also a good question. What does it mean to follow Jesus? I think the, one, the first image that always comes to my mind is when you know, the disciples before they're called are mending their nets by the sea. Jesus walks up and says, follow me, and they just drop everything and they go. And they follow this itinerant preacher who has no place to live, no food, no money, and is uh, dependent on the largesse of people to support them. But of course, there's also other people in scripture that follow Jesus, but not in the same manner. And for instance, there's his good friends, Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, who stayed in their homes, but certainly were followers of Jesus and loyal to his cause. Well, we all have different gifts and we're not all called to a life of poverty and simplicity. And we all need to recognize what each of our gifts are and offer those to others. Each of us have a different path to follow Jesus down, but we need to make sure that our wealth, or maybe more importantly, our pursuit of wealth, does not get in the way of us following Jesus, 
to the best of our ability and as our situation allows. And we need to remember that Jesus' message always came from love, it says that in the gospel today, and compassion for others, compassion for all. Last week, I read a great quote from a Catholic author named Judy Canado, and she believes that great compassion was Jesus' primary objective. She writes, the realm of God that Jesus preached and died for was one that was known for its kindness and generosity, its compassion and healing. There was no one deemed outside the love of the Holy One who Jesus called Father. No one was excluded from fellowship, not the rich or the poor, male or female, slave or free. Jesus went beyond superficial divisions and called for a culture of compassion. That really resonated with me, and I think as we read through the Gospels and we read all the stories, actually apostles, describing Jesus' life on earth, it very much seems to be consistent with what he thought. And this author, Judith Canato, goes on to say, compassion changes everything. Compassion heals. Compassion mends the broken, heart, the broken and restored what has been lost. Compassion draws together those who have been estranged or never even dreamed they were connected. Compassion pulls us out of ourselves and into the heart of another, placing us on holy ground where we instinctively take off our shoes and walk in reverence. Compassion springs out of vulnerability and triumphs in unity. I think it's a great question for all of us to ask, what gets in our way of being compassionate to all? Is it our wealth and possessions? Uh, Oftentimes, it seems like we judge the homeless lately, that we think that they're just lazy, or do we think if they worked hard like we did, then they would, wouldn't be on the street, or if they didn't drink to excess or use drugs, they wouldn't be on the street? What about immigrants? Are we compassionate about those that are trying to improve their lives by coming to live in our country? What about the LGBTQ community? Again, are we compassionate? And even maybe these days, what about people from the other side of the political spectrum? Jesus was compassionate to all, and following Jesus means we also need to do our best to be more compassionate to all. In our first reading today, we heard the beautiful poetry of King Solomon praying for wisdom. He chooses her, Lady Wisdom, over the scepter and throne, meaning being king. He said, wisdom is better than a priceless gem because from the perspective of wisdom, all gold is like sand. As Solomon did, may we all pray that the spirit of lazy wisdom, Lady Wisdom comes to us and that we, chose wis we choose wisdom over possessions and over riches. And may that wisdom allow us to each offer our unique gifts to others in compassionately. That is how we will best follow Jesus. <laughs>